presents Joe Pesci as a scholar of the streets. Are you a student in this class? No, I'm a bum. But bear in mind, I'm a Harvard bum. Who gives four students a reason to open their hearts. If a woman is willing to give you her love, it's the greatest gift in the world. And their minds. To love free, to feed the remainder of life with one hour of fullness and freedom. One brief hour of madness and joy. Joe Pesci. Brendan Fraser, Moira Kelly, with honors. I knew once we got to know each other, we'd hit it off famously. You have to be willing to rewatch a movie. Oh, hell yeah! Quick, quick, quick. Small three Hey, Please don't aggregate this. Lillard, long range three. Their defense is atrocious. Atrocious. I'm the rock star. People, Tiso is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love no playing there. They come to dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bang! All right, so it is, at this point, we are at the 40 minute, 32, 33 second mark, Ben. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And we have, guys, a... A really uh, intense uh, Brandon Fraser stare at the window here. This is one of the hardest window yearns of the entire film at this point. It's nighttime, snow is falling, and he just had like, you know, to just to, to place it back in context. I feel like he they kind of had a breakthrough earlier that day, uh, Monty and Simon. It was it was really the first time that he had ever opened up uh, and, and really exposed himself, you know, show, shown yeah. some vulnerability, talked about some actual, you know, some real shit, you know, that, that he's working this through is, in his this life. This is a man who didn't have a father. Yep. Right. Who maybe just found one. Yep. <laughs> and, he's, and he's wondering... He's, he's wondering if he sh- if his father should be in a cold metal box in the dead of winter in the, of the, night, <laughs> in the northeast, storm, and he's watching this homeless man sleep in a van in a freezing cold snowstorm. Yeah, yep. the snow is piling up around the van. Like it's possible he won't be able to open the door in the morning. He's basically create he's he's creating a, a snow tomb for this man that he's now <laughs> and, you know feeling a, some way, personal connection to. <laughs> there is almost a guilt tomb here for for Monty. Yes. You know, it's yes. beginning as the snow is falling, mm-hmm. you know, the guilt is beginning to weigh on it's Monty piling up as well. Around you know, the we have this guy out here it's in a, a freezing cold van <laughs> and he's shedding truth bombs and he's kind of, you know, awakening Monty in a certain way. Yeah. And so the next morning, Monty his, comes out with... His uh, cold heart is starting to warm ever so much, but unfortunately, right. uh, that, that warmth outside. isn't going to do it uh, for that He comes that out man. the next morning with a warm plate of, of dog food and hands it to <laughs> Monty. Monty stirs up his porridge. Hey, you are, Mr. Fuel Pump. Good as no. Just in time. Breakfast. There you go, boy. One page. What is this? Oatmeal. Ruffage is good for you. Good for a horse. Give me that page back. Here. 
Eat up, Simon. A big surprise for you. We have the morning after. Monty's staring out. The morning after, he brings him some porridge. Uh, roughage. Si- it's oatmeal. It's r- roughage is good for you. Simon, Simon mixes you know, it up. He doesn't like as, it. As he's Wayne trying pointed to... out, he's making progress on that van, making real progress on the van. We're feeling good about that. And we move on to uh, probably one of the, the seminal scenes, seminal moments of this film, Wham, which is the lecture hall here at Harvard. Yeah. Why don't you break this down for us, uh, just a quick play-by-play for us. I'm just thinking about you're coming to work that morning. You know that Simon is about to break out this monologue and show up Gore Vidal. If you're the lighting guy, Mm -hmm. you're tapping on the AC and you're saying, we're making movie history. Yeah. This is Game yeah. 7 vibes, yeah. folks. Is, yes. there's, there's something in the air on, on right. set that day. I mean, right. this is going in the trailer, folks. Like, yep. uh, <laughs> you know you're getting no a, good, here. a good 15 to 20% of the trailer is coming from this day of shooting. If you're uh, working background, you're getting on screen. <laughs> you know, you know it. You got, you got the, you got the script supervisor, the continuity coordinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be clear, Mr. Pesci, the line is, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a bum. I'm a Harvard bum. I'm yeah. a Harvard bum. Yeah. You sir. Oh, me? Yes. Uh, do you have an opinion on this? No. Are you a student in this class? No. Are you a guest? No, I'm a bum. <laughs> There are no bums. There are only the financially challenged. No, I'm a bum. <laughs> but bear in mind, I'm a Harvard bum. I'm, not, I'm a bum, but I'm a Harvard bum. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm sure they had to do that a couple of times because the crew must have erupted. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that there was applause, perhaps tears on the bang, set. They had to take bang. that several times. But just to set it up, just to break it down line by line here. So, yeah, so Monty has infiltrated the halls of Harvard University. He's, he's in the lecture hall um, in the, in the, uh, the lecture of, of Professor Pitcannon, um, you know, who is quite the imposing and intimidating figure. He is just ridiculing students left and right. Our founding fathers... Or to be politically correct, our founding parents designed the Constitution to prevent the presidency from becoming another form of tyranny, an elected king. Well, did they succeed? I smell an ambush. Miss Moore, you have an answer. The president is not an elected king. Indeed. Could the President of the United States, without consulting those he governs, more or less destroy the entire world? Well, I guess he could. You guess he could. Could Julius Caesar have done that? Could Napoleon? Could Adolf Hitler? But they tried to. Aren't you making a false analogy? Oh, this is my lucky day. I ask a question, and I get a question in response. <laughs> you do belong in government, my dear. Sit down, please. If you heard of the, the medical profession, it's called pimping. Put me in my place. Have you heard about that? <laughs> oh, wow. Do you guys know that? No, I hadn't heard that one before. So you're in the hospital, you're an intern, and you're resident. I don't know if I'm doing the levels correctly, but the, the student doctors, mm-hmm. are. It's, they call it pimping. Yeah. Where the doctor will ask questions until the younger doctor doesn't know the correct answer. Wow. And that's putting them in their place. 
Yeah. And that's basically what Gore Vidal is doing to these fresh-faced, rich kid Harvard students. That's the only way to learn. Dunking on them. Yeah, yeah. humiliation and debasement uh, in front of your in front of your peers. Got to cut your teeth somewhere, yeah. folks. Yeah. Um, so Pickhannon is is just laying waste to to uh, the <laughs> uh, Monty's fellow classmates. At one point, uh, he overhears Monty and Simon uh, doing their little uh, couples bicker, uh, you know, under their breaths, and he says, You, sir, and points at Simon, You, sir. My question still stands. What is the particular genius of the Constitution? Nice try, General. What Custer. quality <laughs> distinguishes I told you not to get up there. the American I Constitution? Told you, don't be a hero, Harvard. You promised me you'd be quiet. I told you not to stand up tonight. You can't talk at your Well, you uh, shouldn't have raised you, your sir. hands. You, sir. Oh, me? Yes. Uh, do you have an opinion on this? No. Are you a student in this class? No. Are you a guest? No, I'm a bum. <laughs> there are no bums. There are only the financially challenged. No, I'm a bum. <laughs> but bear in mind, I'm a Harvard bum. I'm a bum. And then, and then Pitt Cannon says... There are no bums. There are only the financially challenged. Mm. And now I want to make something clear. Throughout this entire uh, recording thus far, I have been referring to Simon as a bum, which is not a politically correct term. I'm well aware of that. Um, Unhoused. Unhoused. uh, I mean, I think unhoused can get a little overused. I think homeless is okay in certain circumstances. You don't you don't refer to the, uh, you know, uh, a group of people as the homeless. Uh, that is, you know, not really said anymore um, among, you know, activist circles and stuff. But, uh, but you can you can say that this is a homeless person, this is a homeless man, woman, uh, or un- unhoused. Um, but you don't tend, you know, normally I, I would not be referring to an unhoused person a as a bum. But I do it in this case because Simon is just so proud. He wears that... <laughs> That term, that moniker, as a real badge, badge of honor. honor. Um, and actually, we we had the long the wrong the line wrong. It's I'm a bum, but bear in mind I'm a Harvard bum. Yes, it's not. I think they. Honestly, I'm gonna look the trailer. I think <laughs> they, they cut they out tweak bear it in, in the... mind because I don't remember that. But he says bear in mind. Oh yeah, now I want to rewatch the trailer. Yeah, well, I think they we'll... they must have cut the bear in mind. Uh, uh, I mean, you know these editors. As we know, in, in a trailer every second counts, you know, you, you so, need that this is, lean 90 seconds. This sets up the confrontation. It's yeah. daddy versus daddy. Right? Yeah. We yep. have old daddy, Republican daddy, Gorbadol, mm-hmm. and we have bum daddy. Hippie daddy. <laughs> we have mm-hmm. new Greasy daddy. daddy. Like yeah. liberated manic pixie bum guy. Daddy. (laughs) Manic manic pixie dream bum. Ever met a woman who's quirky, impulsive, and plays by her own set of rules? You know what I do when I feel completely unoriginal? Love, 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 love. I I make a noise or I do something that no one has ever done before. If you have, and you're a lonely, sad sack dude in a movie, then you may have encountered a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, I just realized that that is literally what he what is he is. He's what eccentric, he is. He's, he's funny, he's sassy He's totally, he is a manic pixie dream girl Oh my god Manic pixie dream bub That's right He's uh, MBDB <laughs> MBDB <laughs> And on set, but a Harvard a, manic yeah. pixie dream bum at that. <laughs> 
So, tell us about the response. Because so that gets it you know doesn't go the way that Gore Vidal thought it would go. Yeah, yeah. I mean that clearly like that that it sparks that that sets off a whole confrontation, a whole um, you know tete a tete, and um, and Pitt Cannon says you're here for the garbage. Um, really, again, like not holding back, uh, not not exactly uh, abiding by the uh, you know the the PC standards that I thought you know campuses were were completely infected by uh, these days. But uh, but then uh, Simon uh, obviously rises to the challenge and he says, "That's right. Colleges produce a lot of garbage, and Harvard produces more than most." No, I'm a bum. <laughs> there are no bums. There are only the financially challenged. No, I'm a bum. <laughs> but bear in mind, I'm a Harvard bum. You must be the logical result of an open admissions policy. <laughs> no, sir. My presence here is the logical result of the search for edible garbage. You're here for the garbage. That's right. Colleges produce a lot of garbage. And Harvard produces more than most. (laughs) And that gets a real ooh from the crowd. And And then it's at this point that you realize that these are the same people from the courtroom in this classroom. Yeah, are, definitely the same set of extras. Eating, yeah. yeah. They are eating up. The same people that are watching that bum hearing in the courtroom are reacting to him now in the classroom, and they're just eating it up like he doesn't eat oatmeal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at that point, Pitcannon calls him a drunkard and pulls out a fucking $1 bill. Colleges produce a lot of garbage, and Harvard produces more than most. <laughs> Inspired, no doubt, by wild turkey. You ask for charity, pleading that society has failed you and you need help. But actually, you're quite capable, and what you really want is alcoholic bliss. I would rather drink rubbing alcohol than listen to you, if that's what you mean. And according to the 21st Amendment, you can drink anything you want. Which door do I leave from? At Harvard, we don't end our sentences with prepositions. Well, in that case, which door do I leave from? Asshole. I know that you're a conservative academic, uh, but this is like some, like, a sociopathic level of, like, uh, of like just sadism like he, he and like treats just him like a junkie basically yeah, yeah. and again well, this is in front of a class full of very impressionable young you know children basically who are who are here to learn to to be you know to 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 be completely uh affected and have their lives like um uh what's the word enriched um, Enriched. Enriched. This sure. is a daddy battle, guys. Yeah. He's it is. not going he's thinking to himself, I'm not going down yeah. without a fight. And he's thinking this dollar bill is gonna debase this man. It's mm-hmm. gonna prove my point that I'm superior because I have this dollar. Yeah. And this guy doesn't have this dollar and he'll do anything for it. But again, it doesn't go the way that he thought it would. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks uh Picanon thinks he's the Dom, uh yeah. but it turns out he's not. Um <laughs> Simon calls him an asshole and tries to leave, but then uh, at the last second, he turns around and says, you know what? No, I'm not going to let this slide. 
Mm -mm. I'm going to drop some truth on this man that is going to change him forever. Well, in that case, which door do I leave from? Asshole. What democratic eloquence. You ask the question, sir. Let me answer it. The genius of the Constitution is that it can always be changed. The genius of the Constitution is that it makes no permanent rule other than its faith in the wisdom of ordinary people to govern themselves. Faith in the wisdom of the people is exactly what makes the Constitution incomplete and crude. Crude? No, sir. Our founding parents were pompous middle-aged white farmers, but they were also great men because they knew one thing that all great men should know, that they didn't know everything. They knew they were going to make mistakes, but they made sure to leave a way to correct them. They didn't think of themselves as leaders. They wanted a government of citizens, not royalty. A government of listeners, not lecturers. A government that could change, not stand still. The president isn't an elected king, no matter how many bombs he can drop, because the crude constitution doesn't trust him. He's a servant of the people. He's a bum, okay, Mr. Pitcannon? He's just a bum. And the only bliss that he's searching for is freedom and justice. <laughs> Mr. Kessler. And um, at that point, he, uh, he, he, you know, kicks off one of the most epic monologues really in movie history. Um, I mean, I could repeat it word for word. I'm sure, Chris, you'll just drop in the, uh, you know, the, the full audio here. Is, there's no way I could do it justice. But the, the lines are, the genius of the Constitution is that it can always be changed. The genius of the Constitution is that it makes no permanent rule other than its faith in the wisdom of ordinary people to govern themselves. Faith in the wisdom of the people is exactly what makes the Constitution incomplete and crude. Crude. No, sir, our founding parents were pompous, middle-aged white farmers, but they were also great men, because they knew one thing that all great men should know, that they didn't know everything. Aha. Uh -huh. They knew they were going to make mistakes, but they made sure to leave a way to correct them. They didn't think of themselves as leaders. They wanted a government of citizens, not royalty. A government of listeners, not lecturers. A government that could change, not stand still. The president isn't an elected king, no matter how many bombs he can drop, because the crude constitution doesn't trust him. He's a servant of the people. He's a bum. Okay, Mr. Pitcannon? He's just a bum. The only bliss that he's searching for is freedom and justice and that folks is how you earn a classic heel. hollywood slow clap yeah right he there. turns heel yeah. hightails it out of the classroom and we get yeah and it's it's important to 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 note that the camera at this point is fading in it's cutting between joe this pesci and exactly Simon exactly and Monty. Exactly what I was going to say. You're seeing the words sort of penetrate Monty's brain. Monty's like, oh, yeah. Minute. There's Mon another way? 
Yeah, Monty was in class, but he didn't realize that Simon was actually the professor who was right. teaching that yeah. day. He's clearly moved. He's changed. This is altering his perspective. Yeah. Again, very Goodwill Hunting esque. The true oh, yeah. education is not from the professors there. Mm-mm. But that slow clap goes, and we get Monty. He's like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is classic, like taking down the elites. This is, this is, you know, a bum, an everyman, a commoner taking down the elites and yeah. Monty seeing the light. He's yeah. like, I'm out. And unfortunately, you know, he has this realization we're about to find out a little too late because when he goes outside, we get an, yet another theme of this movie, which is mortality. Simon, hey. Hey, Simon, are you okay? Can I, can I do? Now that I taught at Harvard, boy, it's all downhill from here. Life and death. We didn't know it until now, but our friend Simon has a secret. Yeah. Growing inside his body. The blackened lung. That's right. He's got the pox. He's got the plague. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that it's only after he drops this monologue that the first signs of his of his, his illness. imminent death yeah. uh become apparent cuz he's he's basically like keeping a you know, a stoic face. He's he's like keeping it all inside and then it's really like it's that release and that that kind of like climax of like okay, my my purpose here, you know, is is to fix these these people um these Harvard freaks. And now that I've been able to do that, I can kind of like finally let down my guard and basically face my real self. Yeah. And, and face my mortality. Um, because like he's, my work is done. He's coughing up a storm. Yeah. And Monty is terrified. Yeah. He's saying, I just got a new daddy and now he's sick. What's going to happen? And then he assures him he's okay. We get, we get going back to the, the house. Right. Back to the house. Let's have another... Uh, an, it's time for another house meeting. Court, do yeah. you think Debbie is a seductive Pinot Noir or a nutty Cabernet? Debbie, what happened with Hoga? Oh, I love them both. Everett, when are you going to realize women are more than just fermented grape juice? When are you going to realize men are more than just pieces of meat? The day I become a vegetarian. Hey, listen, it's supposed to go below zero tonight. Is it okay if he sleeps in the cellar just tonight? Sure. Yeah, no problem. No problem. It's a big problem. I'm sick of this. I am sick of paying my share of the... What am I talking about? Paying extra to live with a rooster and a bum while I get ragged because I want to study. No, you bring him inside the house and I'm leaving. Me and my share of the rent. Then leave. I'm serious. You gonna cover my rent? Monty, I'd love to help you out, but I'm broke. But the old man cut me off. Not that I ever want to see Jeff leave. Ever. No problem. Just take one portion, okay? Just one. You shit! Huh? He's a human being! Don't give me that! You just want your thesis, what you care about him? Take him to a shelter! We get a classic uh, confrontation between the roomies. Oh, uh, yeah. Jeff. Is it, this is the Jeff. <laughs> Fucking the Jeff. This is Let's, the Jeff scene. I yeah. believe it also opens with a pretty good quip from. Oh, because he keeps. he. 
Uh, Come here, Jeff. <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> well, I think he was confronted with the law, the potential loss of Simon, like mortally. Yeah. And then Jeff is like, this guy's got to go. And Monty's. Yeah, Mon- Monty's like, it's supposed to go below zero tonight. Yeah. Can Simon, him, uh, can Simon sleep? Let him yep. stay in the basement. Wait, wait. Let the dog and sleep in the basement. <laughs> he literally says, can Simon sleep in the cellar? That's Keep right. in mind, this has not been revealed in the movie yet, but as people who have watched the full movie, we know there's a full, full room. bedroom, like top Boss. floor suite. Bedroom? That is yeah, palace. It's a fucking, it's sprawling mansion. Yeah, right. it huge. is completely appointed, furnished. There's probably, I'm guessing, a bathroom on that floor, or sure. if not, like you know, another one easily accessible. It's like a bonus is, room. There's a yoga studio, I'm sure. Like yeah. it's so big. Yeah, it's yeah, got a exercise giant wing. bay windows. Yeah, um, probably a queen, if not a king bed. And of course, this is not occupied because it is the room the, of the weirdly like cryptic backstory, like former roommate Boz, who Boz. again I don't understand what the purpose of like that non-character is in the movie, but um, but yeah, this is Boz's room, totally unoccupied. But no, Simon's not even asking for. I mean, Monty's not even asking for that. Monty's asking if if they can stash this human being in the cellar, which is probably like I don't know, ten degrees warmer. Uh, than than the van outside, but uh, everyone's cool with it uh, except for Jeff. So and it's Jeff. also yeah, Jeff's not happy. No, he's not having it. It's also worth noting that this scene plays out in one shot, mm. and again, it's just like a steady cam. Like we get a great quip from Everett talking about how girls are like wine. Monty comes in the door. They oh, sorry, wait. Out. That just reminded me. Like yeah. the the Constitution monologue is it is it not kind of reminiscent of like women are perfect? And it's like Simon saying the Constitution is perfect. That's perfect. And you could say like, well, no, it's actually like eh. kind of flawed in some pretty yeah, yeah. fundamental ways. But Simon's like, no, it's perfect. Yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> That's like literally well, his but stance. It, it's that Gen X wokeness where it's like. Everything we have is good, guys. We don't need yeah. to tear everything down. Yeah, yeah. Like these systems, like can work if we just try harder. It's extremely Aaron Sorkin brain. It's like yeah, it's, it's very cool. like back in my day. Look, see, he's smiling. <laughs> everything was perfect. See, he's having a good time. Oh, I love the old days. You know. You know what I hate? There's a guy totally disruptive, throwing punches. We're not allowed to punch back anymore. I love the old days. You know what they used to do to guys like that when they were in a place like this? They'd be carried out on a stretcher, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's 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 the difference of, in wokeism, whereas, like, the original wokeism was like, we just got to use the system better. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. graduated now to... Yeah, it's called maybe neoliberalism. Did, yeah, and, maybe uh, we need to tear some of this stuff down. Yeah, maybe everything is go. everything's good. We just got to tweak it a little bit and <laughs> right, that's, uh, just that change a couple idea. levels, and everyone's gonna be happy. In the good old days, they'd rip him out of that seat so fast. But today, everybody's politically correct. Our country's going to hell with being politically correct. Once it's suggested that he sleep in the cellar. They widen out and curl around, and Jeff is just sitting just right off frame in a dining room, mm. <laughs> pops up, runs into the shot, and is like, no! 
Oh, you're right. He's like not even with the group until no, like later. Like he like he like pops. Yeah. Like, literally pops in to he chime pops in. Up. Fucking dweeb. They've they've already <laughs> no problem. It's yeah. a big problem. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's not sleeping in the cellar. Go oh, back to your crossword puzzle. Dork. Such a fucking stiff. At this point, at this point, I'm losing. I'm losing my team, Jeff. Oh, I was going to say, are you still Team Jeff? Yeah? Are you finally well, starting well, to crack well, a little well. bit? It's you very finally, cold. You finally realize the oh. error of your ways. Look, oh, guys. Yeah. Look. Or was, it when, or was it when Monty grabbed him and slammed him against the wall and said, <laughs> You shit! Huh? <laughs> He's a human being! Is that, is that what, it, what did it for you? I, I don't want to be grabbed and thrown against the wall by you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid that you'll do that to me if I keep saying you shouldn't Incredible. sleep in the house. Incredible. Yeah, so... So Simon wants they they Monty wants to let Simon sleep in the cellar. He will literally lock Jeff into his bedroom so so Simon cannot um rob him or capture him. And right. uh Jeff still says, No way, Jose. I got my parents uh, coming uh, uh, No way, Jose. Again, this is a minute and a half long one shot that yeah. all this happens in. So it's a tour de force of cinematography. That's the with, that's the with honors. Uh, difference and it just it does seem like Monty is blind with rage. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, uh, he's been fully turned, having reclaimed the father that he lost as a child. Yeah, and having Jeff come in and say that that father needs to sleep outside in Sub Zero <laughs> in a van. Yeah, Monty's ready to kill. Yeah, yeah. He's thirsty for blood. I have no doubt that if Jeff had persisted, that this would be a very different movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm also realizing now watching this scene back I don't know if, if again like the the paltry lack of like you know time given to Courtney's backstory I don't think it's ever mentioned like what major she is no but that's the, what I was saying yeah. in the middle of the scene though she's like putting together a very intricate and cool looking like mo- like architectural architecture, model right? yeah. so she must be some kind of like design or architecture student um She's got like yeah. a bottle of Elmer's glue, and she's like putting on like paper, like, pad, yeah, paper on like yeah. transparent like she's plastic an art, and stuff. Would, she's hey, an art student. She's hey, an art student. would love to know more. God, she is. I perfect. would love to know more. <laughs> she's my know? dream woman. <laughs> I would love to know a little bit more about her, but that's uh, we just we just didn't have the time, I guess. I think I need all I need to know. I mean, I know all I need to know. <laughs> I know all I need to know. Um, all right. Anyway, um, so back to the van. Uh, Simon gets Monty with a classic play, play dead goof. <laughs> gets him good. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> hey. Hey, 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 hey. Here. I'm just practicing. It's not a funny joke. Who said it was a joke? <laughs> right after coughing and wheezing on the steps of the university, you know, revealing the fact that he's like probably got days to live, he Can decides I, to a little practical joke. Uh, I'm not responding. I've talked a lot about getting old on this podcast, and there's a lot of getting old that I don't look forward to. Yeah, but I'm gonna fucking relish. Are you gonna do this? Pretending Are you pull to be this dead. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna be pretending to be dead. <laughs> Like four to five times a day. Oh my god! To like anybody who will listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be coughing. Anyone, anyone around who, on the who floor could possibly I'm be, setting, be... Up, setting up little scenes. Daddy oh. is officially dead. My my father, 
probably three times a day would say I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Wait, as I a was goof? From the time. As a goof. Oh, my God. He goofed. He goofed, and he's still alive. I mean, he go- he still goofed, but he still he goofed in what could only be described as a uh, emotionally troubling way. He also used to scare me, like mm. I would walk on. Yeah. around the cor- I would walk around the corner in my house, like going up to go to bed yeah. as like a ten year old. He would hide behind <laughs> a door with a knife. Yeah, he would hide behind a door and go ah. <laughs> And it scared me. I mean, that's how every, you learned your, you know, every your... time it scared me. Every yeah. time it frightened me, terrified me. But you know and what? He he made he molded you into the 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 practical Joker and the you know real, Bon Vivant that you are I'm today. A, I'm ready to give it back. <laughs> pay it forward. <laughs> pay it down to a generation that did not commit those crimes against you at all. They didn't do anything wrong to me. My all. kids are so nice. <laughs> they're they do so not sweet folks. Deserve that in any way whatsoever. But they they're not but getting I the animus that I was getting. But I but I do want to say well, that uh, I you know my dad he's growing older. And I hope he gives it to me, gets me good a couple times. Yeah, you know, I hope I, I hope I'm good. Maybe you should show him this movie. Hey, know? Dad, just uh, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> hey, remember when you used to pretend to be having a heart attack when I was eight, and I didn't know better, and I thought you were really dying. Oh yeah. well, you know, absolutely just, traumatized me. I remembered it very think, vividly, well into my forties. Uh, actually, thinking about losing your father as an eight-year-old boy, it mm-hmm. was like terrifying, and like you like convinced me that I was like several times when I was growing up. Uh, you should do that again. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So he, classic, he got got. Yeah. <laughs> he got got by a classic bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then then this this is the mistake, right? This is where. Yeah. This is this is the cardinal sin here. So. Yeah. This is the unforgivable. We we have this proposition. Uh, Simon would like to stay in the basement. It's going to be an especially cold night. Yeah. And they really like they really like lay it on here. So. Two things we should note is Simon loaned his blanket to a friend, to a, a fellow homeless person. So Which is so nice. He no longer, yeah, he's got a heart of gold in this guy. He gave only he, he has, had to he, somebody he, else. He has no blanket. Um, also, just in case, like, so we're like, oh, like earlier that morning, he said the van was fixed, right? Because remember, like, that in the That's chronology right. of the movie. So we're like, oh, the, the van's fixed, so now he can, like, turn it on. But, no, just to make sure that you understand fully, at one point there's a line of dialogue where Monty says, I wish this thing's heater worked. Uh, just, like, just throws that off casually, tosses that off casually. Like, oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, too bad, this thing. Yeah. Like, just to, like... like I gotta <laughs> say, kind of dangerous if you turn the van on because the snow could back the tailpipe up and the emissions uh, yeah, the car. Oh, yeah, that's so. true. I mean, it'd probably be a much more... Um, much much that. less painful death than, um, you know, Simon... Uh, <laughs> than, what we, gets. than what's coming No, no, no spoilers. Um... <laughs> Yeah, and then, but so, she, like, she, like you know, Simon is a person of pride, of dignity, but That's he's correct. in a he's in a, a state of desperation at this point, and he says, "Where's the blanket I gave you? I loaned it to a friend. In this cold? What are friends for? I'll get you another one. I wish this thing's heater worked. Me <laughs> too. Then my life will be perfect." Hey, I'll double my normal payment for a little spot in the cellar. I'll double my normal payment for a spot in the cellar. He is 
begging. And this is again like not really in his in his style. Like he's he's not someone who likes to you know as we know he refused social security payment from the government. He he you know he doesn't want to be a, a burden a leech in any way. But at this point he's like I uh, I'm gonna die. Like I need I need to go in that cellar. And Monty. Just because of the slightest amount of pushback from Jeff, from That's his, right. like, dipshit roommate that he doesn't even, like, really care about. Who I loved up until this moment. <laughs> who who, who we all know Whammy. With for the record, who I was Whammy like, was fully on board it. with. This guy's got the juice. Folks, fully on board with. three, four hours into this podcast, <laughs> and so and far finally... Whammy has identified most who? With Jeff. <laughs> with Jeff. Jeff, Jeff is the guy a, that I'm the main man. Tie my wagon to. Med student Jeff. Hey, I'll double my normal payment for a little spot in the cellar. Um, the cellar's flooded, and, um, I, I mean, I would put you in the living room, but Jeff's parents might be coming over tonight, so, you know. Well, true, I know. But because of the slightest amount of pushback from Jeff, Monty, knowing all that he knows, denies the request. And he makes up a lie about the cellar being flooded. Which which is weird because it's... We can't stay in a house that's flooded. Snowing. And also if your cellar is flooded, like... Presumably um, that keeps flooding the rest of the house. Yeah. Um, and then also says, like, Jeff's parents might be coming over tonight, which is, like, it's, like, 10 o'clock at night probably at this point, so that's kind of weird. Anyway, just two completely bullshit lines that he pulls and out of his ass. If your parents are coming to your college house, they're not fucking sleeping there. Yeah, exactly. Who, who would be, like, They're going to crash this, on the couch? Like, stay no. in this grease pit, like, <laughs> yeah. nasty house. Yeah. Oh man! Anyone who's ever gone to ca- college, did your parents ever sleep over at yeah, your right, house, hey, folks? While you were still in college, swishfm at gmail dot com. Yeah, write us, us a little note personal stories if you had your parents sleep in your disgusting college filth hole. Yeah, yeah. Because if you did, there's something wrong with you. I mean, I had endless people sleep on the floor of my college house, all of whom regretted it instantly. But there's yeah. no place for if. You, and also, if you're a parent, you know. You don't. You're not sleeping in a college house. You did that when you were growing up, and you yeah. don't want to do it anymore. Toga, 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 Yeah, you know. So yeah. I think it's the sum total of a few things here. One, I know your basement's not flooded. Okay. Two, even if Jeff's parents are coming over, you're ashamed of me. Like, yeah, right. the, the, the unspoken thing is, I can't have my friend's parents see you. Right. And then three, I think, like, with Simon, this whole, like, I'll double the payment thing, mm-hmm. I think what's, like, the hardest pill to swallow about all of this for him is that, like, real decent people don't have to be paid to do the right thing. And doing the right thing in this case is just allowing an unhoused person who is on the verge of dying to have a warm place to sleep. And I think that kind of like speaks to what I was saying earlier about like, it seems to me his wants, the thing that he wants most is just to have like 
friends like to have a family to have like an actual community yeah to it's have someone a, in his life who gives a shit about him. yeah it's not about having six bottles of wine it's not necessarily about right. having clean underwear i mean obviously these things are great and we all want these things on a superficial Everybody. level a perfectly glazed donut yeah perfectly a glazed donut. <laughs> sure but i think what he actually wants is just to be treated with dignity to be welcomed and, yeah to be treated with dignity and loved and to be welcomed and mm-hmm. he wants he does, a family he does not want to have to buy dignity he does not want to have to buy like pay for basic human dignity yeah and it's um, a shitty feeling yeah so he offers to double the payment and uh monty still says no and i think this is all you know enough is enough simon wipes his hand clean wipes his hands clean of the situation and he's gone next morning he's gone Mm -hmm. yeah but in in lieu of providing actual shelter uh to an unhoused person in the middle of a you know sub-zero snowstorm he does decide that night to get to that computer and start Mm. to retype something what are you thinking I'm thinking, why am I in here and he's out there? I don't think I've ever seen you like this. You look you're about to burst into tears. Well, don't hold your breath. It turns out his, uh, you know, while while uh, his heart and mind may not have been, you know, uh, transformed quite enough to actually uh, allow uh, a, fr- a now friend of his to like survive the night, he it did change enough for him yes. to say, you know what, I'm going to retype my thesis. He's not putting it into practice. He's not putting his new values and his new life perspective into practice in real life in terms of how he treats other people. But yeah. He is altering his thesis. So yeah. that's, that's a start. It's <laughs> yeah. a big deal. And then we get a great, a great look out the, well, I guess we don't, do we get the great look out the window? Yeah. There's another talk? look out the window for sure. Yeah, we talk, um, we talk to our love interest. Yeah. Courtney comes in and she's and like, what, get are you, a great what are you thinking? Here. And he goes, I'm wondering why, He's out there, and I'm in here. Oh, I, I actually can, could tell you why, Monty. I, I think yeah. I know. I think I know I, the answer. It's very Monty. simple. It's, uh, it's actually pretty easy yourself. to figure out. because yeah. uh, you don't know how to treat people. Because you told him to stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That's actually why he's out there, and you're in here. That's why he's in the freezing snow-covered coffin that you've literally locked him in. <laughs> the next uh, morning. Yeah, it turns out you have Monty the power, comes Monty. out with the dog oh, bowl. The dog bowl. He gets his leash to take Simon on a little walk. Here, boy. Here, boy. got one crutch he opens the door and, come on buddy uh, he grabs his morning paper has the leash yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. He's, he's got his poop bags so, in his come pocket on, come yep. on timey come on <laughs> come have a bone come on timey come, yeah. <laughs> come here come, come on here. buddy you're a good boy come on it's time uh, he opens the door he's expecting to find a frozen half dead 
homeless guy who he sees as his father now, and he finds nothing. Yeah. He finds Bubkiss. Well, he finds one thing, which is a note from Simon that says... You light again, Harvard deals off. You light again, Harvard, deals off. Right. And uh, this is Simon, classic Simon pride, right? Wait, what was the the lie was just not giving him housing? That's what I, was, I watched this initially and I was like, what was the first lie? What was the second lie? I didn't quite understand. Do we know what the first lie was? I'm trying to remember if this, is re- if this like actually gets resolved. Um, no. You lied again, it, and Harvard. Si- I mean, Simon's literally back in like two scenes. Like at some time passes in the movie, but yeah. Simon, it's like a boomerang. He's he's gone and then he's back. You know, it doesn't take very long for this to come out. We get yeah. we get the Darth Vader. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then he flops down, flops down in the snow. Angel snow angel, yeah. which is yeah. a real. It's interesting because at this point he seems it's a very pretty, angry, aggressive yeah. snow angel. He seems pretty comfortable with <laughs> that term paper. The thesis being lost, like he's writing a new paper. He's like, rewriting fun- the whole thing. Yeah, fundamentally, he has a totally different point of view. <laughs> right. So it's like, okay, so you're this pissed that Monty is gone? Like you have literally been making him sleep in a snow like igloo, guys. Yeah. I think you. I, I think every time I've said it, you guys have kind of glossed it. He sees him as his father. Yeah. He realizes he pushed him away. He fucked up. That's why he's so angry. It's he not about sees, the paper anymore. He yeah. sees him as his replacement dad. Yeah. The dad this that was, I never his, had. His one shot to get his daddy back. Manic pixie dream bum dad. <laughs> that's that's what we're dealing with here. But and it just seems like he If could... your dog daddy was sleeping in a van and you opened it up and he wasn't there, you'd snow angel into a rage. <laughs> that's what, that's what you'd gonna, do. You're going to snow angel out every time. Yeah, ten out of ten times you're you're snow angeling. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean that's what you do in the frozen <laughs> New England, the new frozen New England weather. So, and then he 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 finds solace in the one place that uh, that he can. He prints out his thesis. Talks mm-hmm. to the love of his life, who he hasn't said anything to. Yeah, I will say there's a great, there's an incredible scene now that now that Simon's out of the picture, now that this third wheel is out of the way, uh, we've got some finally some space, some room for the chemistry that let's face it, folks, we've all been pining for uh, between Courtney and Monty to finally start to develop a little bit. I would say it's percolating. Good morning. Are you awake? Close your eyes. Coming. All right, no peeking. Nope. No peeking. Courtney. Mm-hmm. All right, open your eyes. Ta-da. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Merry Christmas. <laughs> All right, I, I have to talk about this... This Christmas present scene. Sure. Good. So it's like a, like a, I guess like the next day or maybe a couple of days have passed. It's not entirely clear. You know, the holidays are, are fast approaching here. You know, there's a quick scene of like Monty trying to write his paper, but he can't concentrate. He's so distracted. He's, he knows, um, you know, all he can think about is, is the, 
the one that got away, uh, Simon, uh, the, <laughs> the manic pixie. But then, um, um, yeah, like a, like a couple mornings later, uh, Monty's lying in bed. Uh, it's morning time. Courtney walks in with a Christmas gift, basically like wakes him up out of out of bed. I mean, he's like technically awake, but he's he's lying there. He's like tossing he's, a football in the air. It's it's but it's very early enough that she says, "Good morning, are you awake?" And then she does this like incredibly suggestive little thing where she says, "Close your eyes. All right, no peeking, no peeking." And the audience knows that she's holding a gift, but she's like behind she's like behind the the bedroom door. So Monty doesn't know what's going on. For all he knows, this is some kind of weird seduction going on. Um, and she says, all right, open your eyes. And immediately, Monty springs out of bed wearing a loose T-shirt and boxer shorts. And we boxer are... Yeah. Boxer They were, like, very shorts. tight shorts, I think. Very short, tight. They were, like, not quite briefs, but, like, definitely, like, tighter than your average boxer shorts. And we are expected to believe that this man did not have a raging, <laughs> raging heart on. He just pops oh, out of bed, oh, no boy. problemo. All right, like, all right. First of all, it's morning. Uh, second of all, like the exchange Oops, that he just we had. Just learned something about Ben Crawford. <laughs> You're telling me this guy is a college. Do. He's a college senior. We always do. It's pretty clear that he has not had Tell sex in a very ben. long time, if ever. Uh, we've certainly been given no indication of a regular habit, let alone even knowledge of the practice of masturbation. I, I think um, it's re- revealed later that he's a virgin, right? I mean, that was so my, that's a, that was a theory that, that, that I, that I floated earlier. Yeah, um, well, I think they say that about Jeff. I think Jeff is constantly, uh, Jeff is constantly ridiculed as being, my, my, being yeah, I don't know if that's confirmed, but there's stuff with Jeff and that, that we'll get into later. Um, sure. But the fact that he just wakes up and pops out of bed, um, this, uh, so so non- nonchalantly, possible. I'm not buying it. I'm sorry, I'm not buying it. No shot, I no shot know. that and he does not have a ten inch rod close. of iron sticking out of that midsection. Okay, there's <laughs> no life. chance that she drops. Uh, she drops off what looks like the Guggenheim. Also, what is that thing? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a Christmas tree, but it's a building that she looks must like have made it. But this is the yes, thing again. If we knew anything doing. about of her, of course, that's not if we what she was doing in the previous scene. But that, yeah, no. now that it makes sense, yeah. That's but if she we knew anything about her and her major lot, and what she did, then we'd be like, oh, cool, she made him this building. But when you watch it, you're like, why did she do this? That's really something that I only just now in this moment put together because Correct. it was not clear at all. I you was like, what is that thing? It's like a weird know. Chinese-like structure. Again, she's given one on character top. trait, and that's extreme, uh, like, uh, let's focus on sex. Yeah, no one's. You're, they're not and being, telling and you. being one of the boys, right? They're not and having you. an incredibly '90s and admittedly uh, undeniably sexy haircut. <laughs> the, but they're not telling you, hey, she's an architect major, and yeah. this means something. You've like, the, fact really... she, the fact that she spent all of this time putting this together for this guy means she genuinely cares about him. You're yeah. just like she made this weird piece of. It looks like garbage. I mean, it's it not, does. It it's, looks like a piece of like found. But it like, lights trash. up. She plugs it in. Yeah, and it lights up. It's very lights nice. Up. Everett yeah. brings him uh, the rooster because everybody's going. Yeah, everyone's going um, home for the holidays. I don't know why Everett couldn't for... take his rooster home with him. It's weird that he just leaves it behind. 
Well, he leaves it behind, and then Monty almost goes to New York. Like, they're going to take the rooster to New York. That was a little confusing. Right. So, Courtney, after giving him this incredibly personal and very, heartfelt very, gift, yeah. invites him home with her to and the Big Apple. And he's like, So, why don't you come home with me? See the Big Apple? Let my four brothers beat you up? I don't think I'd be in good company. Well, I know that. It's just that the maid has off for the holidays, and... We could use someone to do a little light cleaning. Nothing big, you know, some floor-to-ceiling windows that should sparkle for the holidays. <laughs> hey, what about your boyfriend? Isn't, uh, isn't three a crowd? The face? Eh, he won't be there. I don't bring sex home. Uh, right, I forgot. Listen, I'd, I'd love to make your windows sparkle. But, uh, I gotta work. Come on! If anything changes, just give me a call, okay? Merry Christmas. And she says, let my four brothers beat you up. Um, So she's got four brothers. She's from the Big Apple. Uh, I mean, like Chris, like... She's probably, like, been to the garden and, like, watched, like, cheered on, like, Ewing, (laughs) Mason, Starks, and Oakley. Like, there's no way she hasn't been dragged to the garden with her four brothers. Like, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like I said, she's... a little five-on-five. A little Big East tournament, absolutely. She's probably out there with her four brothers playing point guard. Yeah. Um, but of course, Monty's like, "Oh, I, I don't know. Well, what about what about so. your boyfriend? Isn't three a crowd?" I got to which, work on my thesis. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, oh." I also, I don't know if we've mentioned it, but she refers to her like, "Yeah, what's his sex? name?" The face. The she face. calls him the face. She says, "Oh, the face? Nah, he won't be there. I don't bring sex home yeah. because you know, as we've stated, stated she's incredibly mature and and." worldly and um yeah monty's like no nah, i'm good sorry uh got a lot of hang out yeah gotta hang out here alone working in my this house thing. banging out tick 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 banging out his thesis yeah and then we get a great montage it's not a single take which is a little disappointing but we revisit we revisit all the spots where Monty and Simon fell in love mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as he goes back to the bench, sits on the bench alone, goes down to the van, yeah. sits in the van alone, sits All the in the spots van. That he and shared then, moments with. Yeah. And then we're interrupted by who? Well, knock, knock, knock on the door. Knock on the knock, door. Knock, knock. And actually, mm-hmm. I guess the one thing to note is that he's reading a book called The Decline of Democracy by Philip. Hayes Parksman, and that—that oh. that would seem to indicate again further change in his character, uh, the willingness to admit that this system we have here isn't quite working. But mm. we get a knock on the door, and we see now I like immediately want to research and read yeah, that figure out what that book like, is. is it, we is have it, a man, is it a socialist manifesto. What's what's going on with this? It's probably got some. Philip Hayes. We got a guy. Oh no, wait. What? I'm sorry, but the author I'm looking at the frame now, and it is written by Philip Hayes. Pit Cannon. Yeah. Oh, Pit Ca- by his professor. So it is. It is a. It's not a a socialist treatise. It is just some uh, literature by his professor that he's trying to. Yep. And if you figure zoom out, in, you got an author photo there on, yeah, on the back cover. Yeah. Yep, Should have noticed nice. that eagle eye. But but I was my heart was 
drawn to the door, much yeah. like Monty's heart. Mm-hmm. And of course, he opens the door. We see the red, the red, red and white Harvard blanket. Harvard blanket. Oh, that must be Simon. Of course, above a man. We're he's thinking, back. Small he's man. Back. He's wearing it like a cape. It's over he's small, his small, shaped like a bowling ball, yeah. wrapped but in a blanket. No, but sir. It's, no, sir. It's not our guy. Simon. Are you Harvard? Uh, that's my blanket. Simon's. He gave it to me. Yeah. He keeps it in the safe. I'm supposed to give this to you in a message. But first, he said you'd give me something to eat. He said it shouldn't be roughage. Uh-uh. It's Simon's friend who he gave the blanket to, here to return the thesis, which mm-hmm. Monty is just floored by. Why am I getting this back? I betrayed the trust of this man. Yeah. My whole political and inner monologue is completely upside down now. And uh, to see this thesis, it's like going back in a time machine and almost meeting a different Monty yeah. on paper. To read that back is to read back the thoughts of an entirely different person at this point. Mm-hmm. So he brings him inside. He brings him inside, and what does he do? He's making him a sandwich. Can you make me a sandwich? Right. Yeah, come on in. Have a seat. I, I was having a sandwich. Is a ham and cheese okay? Yeah, uh, with mustard. So what's the message? Don't you want this? Simon said, "You think Christ died for this?" Just leave it on the table. Yeah, and right away, you, Carlton style. Like you said, Wham, it's almost like a, it's a weird sort of, you know, it's an, enca- an, an encounter with a different version of Monty because who could have ever Two imagined Two strangers him? are there that day. Yeah, all of a sudden he's making a sandwich for yeah, a homeless him, man. Yeah, he lets him, him right in. Yep. That's right. This and when man, he presents the thesis, he's like, I just leave it on the table. Like, he doesn't bat an eye at this not, thing. That, not important, you, you know, the, a the few weeks strangers. ago, yeah. he said, was his life, literally. This man and the old Monty have come back. Mm-hmm. In the form of his thesis. And of course, Monty doesn't care about the thesis. What does he want to know? He wants to know where Simon is staying. Bingo. Mm-hmm. What's his message? Here. Now, I, I got to get this right. Now, this is Simon Wilder's message. You shall no longer take things at second or third hand, nor look through the eyes of the dead nor feed on the specters and books. You shall not look through my eyes either, nor take things from me. You shall listen to all sides and filter them from yourself. That's it. I did it perfect. Why didn't he come himself? Is he okay? He's fine. Where is he? He doesn't want to see you. Well, I, I don't want to bother him, but I, I want to make sure that he has some place to stay. Well, as long as you understand he doesn't want to see you. I'm supposed to say he's at St. Peter's Church Shelter. Is that a good shelter? Well, yeah. It's just great. Well, good. Good. Where's my daddy? The, the the friend says, you know, very clearly, Simon does not want to see you. Mm-hmm. But then he tells him exactly where he is. Yep. <laughs> but not before reading him a message from Simon. That's right. Which I won't read the entire thing, but it is a uh, passage of a, of a Whitman poem, of course, because right. as we all know, Simon has read exactly read two, two books. 
this is a poem, Songs of Myself, uh, which was uh, first released as an untitled poem in the original edition of Leaves of Grass. Kind of a bit of a, in a, bit of a Whitman whiff by Walt Whitman. It's not actually a song, it's a poem. But you know, Yeah, that's a good point. It's a very, songs very good of point. Myself. Uh, hey, Walt, I think these are poems. Yeah, yeah, not technically. I can't get on the piano song. here and uh, yeah, play this uh, ditty, can I? I don't hear any notes. Yeah, yeah. where's uh, where the uh, where's the treble cliff? <laughs> I'm not seeing songs of myself. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, he tells him, yeah, he's at St. Peter's Church. Uh, he says, St. Peter's Church shelter. And Mike's right. like, oh, is that a good shelter? And he's very concerned. And uh, you know, the so fellow Monty homeless person to, says, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, it's the best. Monty goes down to St. Peter's Church and realizes, you know, knocks on the door, talks to the priest, realizes there's no shelter. He's been had. There's no actual mm-hmm. shelter at this church. The only mm-hmm. nearby shelter, of course, the priest says, is just in the alleyway down there. Yeah. Um, and so Monty goes down the alley and finds old Simon living on the street. He's coughing. He's wheezing. Uh, this is, of course, the result of years and years of exposure to asbestos mm-hmm. working in the U.S. Merchant Marine. Hello. Uh, where's the men's shelter? Shelter? Here? There's no shelter here. You sure? Worked here for 32 years, I ought to know. Closest thing to a shelter around here is over there in the alley. Thank you. lucky that he finds him immediately upon like stepping foot into this you know homeless alley uh he's he, he like hears like one cough and he's like simon is that you and sure enough it is so that was lucky <laughs> yeah that was pretty um, good but uh but yeah pretty simon lucky. says simon makes him promise no hospitals no hospitals because i guess uh hospitals a government institution so i think it's just yeah maybe I'm he doesn't really want to sure prolong his doesn't. own suffering Mm, maybe I think he just wants to die. Too much yeah. pride, yeah. Well, That's yeah, the it. dog story later on kind of kind of sheds some some, some light on that. FYI, this is eight minutes of screen time that he's been gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, not long. <laughs> he's I mean, right he's the star of the movie. We can't be yeah, we can't, you know, can't be away for too long. He's gone. He's right back. Like yeah. we, he's gone. Jeff chases a chicken around, and then a homeless guy tells him where he is. So yeah, yeah. Go, he's back. <laughs> not a, not a big hunt uh, ensued here. Nah. But um, nah. yeah, it's finally at this point that Monty reveals the fact that they had 
Something a a, a vacant room, actually, yeah. uh, yep. in the house. Randy agrees. Simon can live at the house with them. He refuses. Yep. You know, any sort of any sort of offer. He's just coming home. Simon's coming home. Yeah. So cut to upstairs. We are yeah, we're getting some backstory here, guys. Mm-hmm. We're in the spare bedroom here. Talking folks. about ships and shipyards. Learning about this mystery man. Hey, you're awake. Breakfast. Yeah, eat up. You are seeing a doctor this afternoon. Is this your room, Harvard? No, this is boss's room. But uh, it's your room now. What's this for? The door. You can come and go as you please. No wild parties. I got work to do. My lungs, Harvard. But I'll be okay in a couple of days. Was it smoking? Is is that what happened? Smoking? No. Asbestos. It was in the shipyards in Baltimore. And it was on the merchant ship, too. We breathed it when we were building them, and we breathed it when we sailed them. And they knew it. They also knew that it would take 20 years to kill you. And that's why you quit. My lungs quit. I didn't quit. I couldn't work. They fired me. I didn't quit. My lungs quit. I couldn't work. They fired me. Um, you know, I didn't this, quit. They fired me. No, I didn't quit. They fired me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I hey. didn't quit. My lungs quit, and they fired me. Yeah. Um, so he's got a legit a gripe against the government. That's time, why, again, that's why he has a very legit grievance. Uh, but wait, does he actually in this monologue? He says he's he's working for the Merchant Marine when he gets the asbestos. I thought he was in a private dockyard. What the fuck does it matter? I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't think Honestly. so. I don't think he ever says, like, pri- he talks about Merchant Marine, like, over and over again. I don't think he ever says anything to, like, counteract that. I don't know. Yeah. So I just kind of, I think it's safe to assume it was Merchant they Marine give, all the way. They give Simon a key. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's the other thing that happens. It's oh, yeah. First he says, so what's our deal now? And Monty's like, we don't need a deal. Um, right. And then he's like, no, we have to have a deal. I got to pay my own way. Again, this guy, a lot of pride, a lot of dignity. Um, right. But they uh, finally decide that it's time to, to kiss and make up with good old Uncle Sammy and get those sweet, sweet disability benefits. Um, so while, I guess while Simon's doing that, Monty goes without Simon. Or no, I guess, no, I guess he, they must have gone together, but we don't see Simon in the scene, but they go to a doctor. I, can I put forward an idea here? Yeah. Sure. So, okay. So initially before, because we were having some trouble with this idea whammy of like, why wouldn't he just take the disability payment? Right. I think before he, Simon resented the idea that he would have to pay someone, be it in thesis pages or it's money. Diff- it's different now, right? Yeah. I think he, he resented, now. yeah, he yeah. resented that he would have to pay someone for basic human dignity. But now uh, he's Monty, part of a team. Monty has shown him that he loves him and that he cares about him. Yeah. So he's like, oh, great. Then well, let me get some money. Like I can get some free money from the government. That should He didn't want to do it for himself, but he'll do it for yeah. his adopted son and yes. his roommates. Because it'll make it an easier pill to swallow for everyone well, else. 
and like you know, they're all in a team. They're, he's lifting the boat. They're all lifting the boat together. Yeah. Uh, they're all together. But yeah, this is a little confusing because Brendan Fraser somehow is at the doctor. You don't see it, but yeah, the, the doctor's explaining to him the exact condition in Simon's lungs. I assume your father told you about his condition. He's not my father. He's a friend. He says asbestos did it to him. Asbestosis. That's right. Mr. Wilder was exposed many years ago. The lungs can't expel the fibers, and he's in the final stages. You mean, isn't it treatable at all? There's no treatment at any stage. Basically, the lungs can't take in air. Often the patient succumbs to pneumonia, or the strain on the heart causes cardiac arrest. There's really nothing to do but wait. I'm sorry. Right, which means <clears throat> that she must have... Like they must have gone, gone in for testing, and, right? So they did go to a hospital. Like, they there's no way. Like, no. Monty just went and like explained the again, symptoms, like, and the doctor was like, "Yep, that's the asbestitis." It's like one asbestitis like, or whatever. It's yeah, he just called. Hey, I have a friend. Yeah, he's <laughs> he not doing so hot. Shoreman. He was like, "May or may not have happened in the Merchant Marines yeah. or at the docks at Baltimore." But uh, uh, yep, that's know. terminal. There's no hope. There's it's like, just only a matter of time. But that's what she says. Actually, she says, "Yeah, nothing, nothing to do but wait." My friend who's a doctor ridicules me all the time about this. And, like, do- apparently doctors don't say, they would never say something like this. They would never say, like, it's a matter of time, <laughs> especially <laughs> to, like, a complete stranger. Yeah. Uh, they give you your treatment options. Yeah. And they also probably, like, give try to like make a- some money off of you. It's <laughs> <laughs> possible. Hey, I mean, you know. Yeah. They take an oath, Ben. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, so, but they tell him that he's got asbestos, asbestitis, asbestos, asbestosis. Yeah. And he's going to die. Yep. He's gone. So, daddy come, daddy co- go. Mm-hmm. They like come and me one go write a new thesis. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so we're to, back at the, this, there's like so many like thesis. stages of like his grappling with the thesis. But at this point... He's literally crossing things out, like I, which I thought he'd like already decided to rewrite it, but like just to like really hammer the point home, he's crossing things out. He's rethinking, you know. He's completely changed now. He's thrown it in the trash. Um, but one quick note, which I found really funny, uh, at one o five thirty, so he's like got his old thesis, like pages, you know, stacks of pages, which the other uh, you know friend of uh, Simon's brought back to him. Um, and he's like, ah, oh, this is garbage. I'm gonna throw it out. But then he like turns over one of the pages and he sees. Simon's note, well, the, the Whitman poem, yeah. and literally like the 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 like a uh, movie like like uh, focuses on it, like dwells on it for a, a few seconds. So you can clearly see like a close up shot at one o five thirty one of him. shall no longer take things at second or third hand nor look through the eyes of the dead blah 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 it's like a whole little passage written by simon as like this like heartfelt note you know to his friend monty looks at it thinks about it puts it on the sack of the other papers and throws them all in the trash (laughs) (laughs) i was like 
You didn't want to uh, save that one, dude? Like, there's uh, no, like, uh, emotional resonance. No, like, oh, this one is, trash. this is the one that actually changed me, convinced true me to, to like. True to the movie. True like, to the movie. No, it's garbage. So it's all garbage. <laughs> we introduce an idea, and then we chuck it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we introduce a little theme, and then we tap it on the shoulder yeah. and say, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time to go. Duck, into duck, the, goose. Into the bin with you. Yeah. And then yeah. we get a. You know, I remember I remember being like, oh, I'm going to write a note about this. How is he able to cook such a delicious dinner? Mm-hmm. And boy, did I look like an idiot. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> good old Simon tracked down the rooster, killed the rooster, plucked it good. out, mm-hmm. <laughs> served it to old Incredible. Monty for Christmas dinner. This dinner is kind of a kind of a dark joke, which turns out is not a joke. He actually literally did did kill kill and cook the rooster that was living in the house. Yes, Uh, totally unilaterally, like no one else was home. Which brings me back to Team Jeff. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How do you guys feel now that he murdered your pet rooster? I mean, he's an hey, your cool new roommate just killed my rooster. Yeah, thanks. What like, a cool guy. Wait, I thought you said that he was like friendly and like likes to read books and talk. Oh, oh, and he's he murdered my pet pet rooster. Like a he hacked anim- him to death. Like an animal murderer. <laughs> he hacked him to death and ate him. Oh, yeah. that's cool. It's not like hey. he like found it outside and was like, oh, hey, they're Jeff. probably like using this thing for food. And it was living in the home. Hey, Jeff, you idiot! This guy's great. He's not going to do anything bad to us. He literally murdered their pet. Yeah. People make mistakes, folks. And then and then fed it and then fed it to Monty. Fed it to him without telling him. revealing without telling him what it was. Yeah. Again, chickens freely available in this yeah. town. Presumably, you can get a chicken at Harvard. He's folks. on his benefits now. He's got some he's cash got in his money. pocket. It's the thought that counts, folks. <laughs> he's so got big. a working. Move he's got a working van. Yeah. He's got a working van in the backyard. Yeah, so yeah. He can just drive. so you know, yeah. Team Jeff is wide open. We're holding tryouts at this point. You're Jeff, welcome to join yeah. anytime. Jeff Island is still <laughs> accepting yeah. Come on over, folks. Yeah. Okay, Chris, Ben. The gates uh, are open. <laughs> maybe you can stay over there with the pet murderers, but I think I'm going to go over to my boy Jeff. Okay. See you there. One thing oh I love about the uh, about about Simon at this meal, he he's pouring the white wine. The wine. I was gonna glass, I was gonna note that. And then he pours himself a pint glass of <laughs> of white wine. Yes. In addition to his uh, wine glass. And he, you know what yeah. he should say is, "This murder's making me thirsty." <laughs> You know what I like to have with blood of your pet is yeah. wine. You know it goes really great with the feeling of killing another life with my bare hands? Is some, some white wine. wine. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. We don't know but if yeah. he plucked it while he was alive or not, but this guy, he's a murderer. Yeah, it's clearly some, yeah. I would say, at best, erratic behavior. Uh, <laughs> Monty doesn't take it well. Let's be no. and let's be straight about that. He does Mon- take it well. He just he just kind Monty of chokes. Goes, he kind of chokes and he's like, ah, what are you going to do? What are you gonna he's do? a manic pixie dream bum. I can't believe it. What? It's a miracle I can cook? It's easy. All you got to do is talk a little Frenchy while you're doing it. This is great. I could use a good meal before I get back to work. Back to work? It's New Year's Eve. Who do you think you are, Dick Clark? Besides, didn't I give you back your thesis? You should be finished by now. I'm starting over. You tossed it? Yeah, I threw it out. The whole thing? Gone. Boy, oh boy, eat up. So they want to hear what the new ones are? Nope. Behold, I do not give lectures or a little charity. When I give, I give myself. This is great. You must be feeling better. You went out, shocked. I didn't go out. 
I eat what's handy. Wasn't hard. Except for the plucking. The plucking? Mm. Gorky? 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 Happy New Year, Harvard! Oh Bum's gonna bum, guys. Um, oh my god. Oh, let him in my house. Let him. What could it go wrong? <laughs> uh, I have to note, though, at, at, at 106.33, we have number eight. Boy, oh boy, boy eat up. Boy. That's a boy, oh boy, number eight for the record books. Uh, this oh, is right after Monty yeah. tells him that he tossed his thesis and he's starting over. So, so this is like a gr- huge victory for Simon. So this boy, oh boy, has some extra sauce on it. I'd give it a four out of five uh, Pesci peppers. There's a little snap that he throws at the end there. And, and it um, takes a delicious swig of his wine. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, man, yeah, the guy, wine. I mean, he pours, guy. like, he pours Monty, like, the, the, the standard, like, you know, a third of a glass yeah. full. And then he f- first he fills his, you know, regular wine glass all the way to the to brim. The brim. Yeah. Which is like already funny. And then Let there's a, an empty pint glass next to it that he also fills all the way to the brim. Let me be clear about Simon's mindset at this point. He's, he's howling at the blood moon. Yeah. Okay. He's, 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 gobl- he's goblin he's mode. He's, he's full on goblin he's mode. Juiced. He's juiced. The murder, <laughs> the murder has perked him up. Okay. He, he's got the taste of rooster blood. He's licking his chops. He wants to find another victim. And he's just drinking and celebrating playing with house uh, over money the here, corpse folks. over the corpse of his victim. <laughs> Literally was living in an igloo oh in an in, in, now in what? a frozen and Look at van. me now. Yep. Look now at me now. Forty-eight hours ago, I'm folks. Free to murder oh as God. I see fit. He now has I am drunk sweet. on ill-gotten power. He's, he's living right. in a penthouse and also now, drunk folks. on wine. Yeah, that's right. All it's the wine. It's a you major can drink. change for Simon. Presumably. Oh he couldn't affect this type of murder previously <laughs> because there were no chickens living in the Oh, he couldn't uh, get access to a chicken. Shelter. Yeah, no way. Certainly no chickens, uh, you know, walking around the, the you know, uh, Widener Library. No way. You've been listening to Switch. 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 Switch.